Hi, welcome to Cheers. I'm your host, Avery Woods. The following episode contains sensitive topics of eating disorders that could potentially trigger emotional distress or discomfort. Please listen with caution. Remember, it's okay to take a break or skip the episode if needed. Hi guys, welcome back to the Cheers Podcast. I'm your host, Avery Woods, and I can't stop smiling because I have my little cookie with me. This is Cecily, and what's crazy is we just met on this ColourPop trip but I feel like you're my lifelong best friend forever because we send each other voice memos all day, every day. Yeah. And I've been telling you how much I want you on the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I just truly adore you. Okay. First we have to cheers. We just got done with the ColourPop trip and we're tired moms drinking coffee. So we do have coffee today. Cheers. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I... uh, Anyone that knows me knows my obsession. My obsession. See, I'm already like nervous because I'm just like so flustered in your presence. Because I'm stop it. Oh my gosh, no. And you know what? I'm gonna have you do a quick intro in a second. But Cecily just like radiates happiness, and it makes me happy because your online presence is exactly how you are in person. And I love that about that about you. See, I can't even talk. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so flustered. I love that about you because. You're exactly who you are and confident in who you are, but you're the same, which being in the industry is really, really rare. Mm -hmm. So I just love that about you. Thank you. So for those that don't know Cecily, give yourself a quick little intro. Thank you. Um, I'm Cecily and I'm married. I live in, well, I'm married and I have four kids. Um, She left those ones out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I have kids like age ranges from all the way from three up to 10. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and we just moved from San Diego, lived in San Diego my entire life, to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, big change. Huge change. I'm also a content creator, so I started out really on TikTok. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And then um, have been making videos of my life, like my day-to-day as mm-hmm. a mom of four and just sharing my perspective of the craziness. And then also my husband is a pastor at a church, a campus pastor. And, um, I share my life as a pastor's wife. And you know what? You're, you're probably the only creator that I remember seeing a video. You're like first viral nighttime routine as a mom of four. And I had already started making vlogs with my kids this is when I was like starting to branch out outside of my nursing content yeah and you were the first creator I saw that was like okay I don't have to cut out the imperfect moments you made me feel confident in that because motherhood is anything but perfect and I feel like it's really hard being online as a mom and watching other people's content and being like am I doing everything wrong or are they just like perfect moms with perfect kids I'm like it's something wrong with me or my kids but you don't realize how much editing goes into that and how strategic it is and I loved that you were so raw and you still are with it that you're like Kate I need you to go to bed like stop coming out of your room five times tonight and I was like okay so we have similar lives yes like I felt so much better about myself as in like myself so as a mom you know yeah thank you, you I really felt the same real. way about watching your videos oh thanks. literally yeah thanks okay so 
one thing that I feel like people probably don't know that follow you know a lot of like your backstory and history and your childhood because it's really not what I would ever expect. And I think we bond a lot in that, especially like you with David. You yeah. have a really similar childhood. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, can you share about yeah. like how you grew up and what your childhood was like? Yes. Oh my gosh. Where do I even start? Um. So I was born. Do I talk about like when I was born? Yeah. Yeah. I was born in 1988. I have a twin brother. Which um, I just found this out. I did not yeah, know that. He and I look so opposite. Like we were definitely fraternal because mm-hmm. it's he's a boy and I'm yeah. a girl. But and like it's the funniest thing. People ask us all the time like, are you guys identical? identical? You're like different <laughs> gender. For the longest time I didn't know like yeah. that. Anyways. But yeah. So we grew up. Um, it was just me and my mom and my dad. So I was like a 90s girl. Like the like early Y2K was mm-hmm. like some early like memories. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Like I always wanted to like dress up and get pretty. I loved all the girly things. Like I loved getting dressed up. I loved like dancing and looking in a mirror and like just being like that. I don't know. It's fun. very Cecily. So fun. Like, yeah. Ah, like in my own little world all the time. Like I remember my like our neighbor would babysit my brother and I. And she also had two kids and she would just be like, Cecily's in her own little world. And it was just like, that was my life. Like I was in my own little world. And I would say like right around six years old, kindergarten is when I started to realize like something at home just feels a little different. Like my dad's mad all the time and Mm -hmm. I don't know why he's mad all the time and he's angry and there were things like that that like I started to pick up on and then I realized that the result of his anger came from alcohol and I never really got the attention from my dad. Like there was never like a connection that him and I had, even though I desired it so badly. Yeah. Like I remember, so he worked in construction um, and he would get his work boots on early in the morning and I would just like, I could like smell him from like the, like his work boots mm-hmm. and like, like hear him getting ready for work. And I would like open up the door to like see him. I would just want to like spend that time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like dancing on his like feet when I was little. And like, that was like some of like the only like cherished memories that I have of him. But as I got older, I would hear yelling, I would hear fighting. Um, and I realized that this like not to like make a joke of my dad's choice of alcohol, but a silver can with blue mountains mm-hmm. was his choice. Coors. Like yeah. he would but as drink. a kid, that's what you remember. It was seeing. literally like that can was like the result of his behavior and mm-hmm. his actions and the way that he would talk to my mom and the way that he would just make home feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, my, I remember my mom, so we're Christians. We, I remember not really ever starting to go to church until I was like, I think in third grade, right around third grade, even though my mom said occasionally like we would go, I just don't remember going at all. It was definitely like a childhood that was different than like what my kids are having right now. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom around my third grade age is when she rededicated her life to Christ and was baptized um and we started going to church every Sunday um I think at one point I can't remember like the exact timeline but we started going to church on Saturday nights and my dad would never come my mom wouldn't force him she would just take my brother and I and we would go and it was like some of the best memories of my life Mm -hmm. is 
going to church Saturday night, like kids service, they would give us like pizza and like soda. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, life. this is the best. And like we got to meet other friends. Little did I know that Sam and his family, so Sam's my husband, Sam and his family started going to church at the exact same time. Interesting. Same church, everything. Wow. Like we didn't know each other at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I noticed I started like wanting a lot of attention, um, people pleasing. Like I picked up on that, but I think a lot of it had to do with like my life at home just wasn't perfect. And it wasn't like, I don't know, like comfy. Like I wouldn't want to bring anybody in because my dad. Yes. Um, also too, like not to like bring in the content creator side, but like my dad, this is like another sweet memory of him. He had like a huge camcorder when he like, he would just like videotape everything and then he like stopped doing it but I would take his camcorder set it up at the end of a table and just talk to it for hours about nothing and I legitimately thought that I wanted to be a news reporter my entire life yeah but God was like I got another plan for you yeah um anyways so life was rough at home um it was just like my dad's alcoholism took over and every year got progressively worse. And then right around earlier, like earlier in my life, my parents did separate for a period of time. So like we lived in a different house than my dad. Um, and this was like before my mom started going to church, but they did get back together. Um, but there was a lot of confusion with that. Like what's going on? Why is dad in Mm -hmm. a different house? And it was just different. It's it's hard for kids to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also just remember at school, like not really being able to ever stick up for myself. Like my brother and I were picked on a lot. Mm. We, my parents did not have really any money at all. My mom hustled, hustled, hustled her tushy off. Still does. Still does. Yeah. My mom is, yeah, she yeah, still does. She really does. Yeah. Um, and she like tried to give us her very best, you know? And I remember my brother, like, I think we had hand-me-down everything, like Goodwill, everything, clothes, shoes, everything. Um, and his, shoelaces were old and like one shoelace was purple and the other one was green and like his shoes looked really like worn and I didn't know that until a kid like pointed it out and like made fun of him for his shoes and he's very soft-spoken where I was like more of the outgoing one and I remember being like you can't talk to my brother like that yeah I was so mad um but I remember like that still not bringing an effect that I wanted it to and I felt so unsafe so like a lot of my childhood I felt unsafe except for with my mom. My mom was the rock of our family. Yeah. Um, and still is. Like, I love my mom so much. Um, and it his alcoholism got progressively worse every single year. We grew up in a rougher side of the neighborhood, like of where we lived. Mm-hmm. And um, what was I saying? Oh, we lived in that house up until I was in high school. Like, he's slamming cupboards, yelling, he never was physically abusive, but verbal, emotional, mental abuse was intense mm-hmm. inside of our home. I remember crying to sleep every single night, like, please, God, change my dad. And he never changed. Like, he never did. Like, I can say, like, I sit here and, like, that prayer was left unanswered. Freshman year of high school, it was right before we moved, I was sitting next. This is how I met Sam. Do you want to? Yeah. Absolutely. Like go into all that right now? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sitting next to, um, I'm sitting with like all my friends at church on Sunday morning and I see this guy. This is so funny. You guys, I can't believe I'm telling you the story or everybody the story. (laughs) 
like, uh, just me and Scotty. I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm sitting next to all my friends, and I look over, and there's this guy with like surfer hair, and I was like, typical San Diego kid. Yeah, I love it. But it wasn't Sam. Oh, oh, sorry, Sam. Sorry about that. That's okay. Someone else. Uh, but then I see Sam. Like, so there's like another group of guys mm-hmm. like sitting in front of us, and they're one of the guys in that group. I was friends with and I knew of his friend named Sam and I see his friend Sam turn around and start talking to this surfer looking guy so I like tap Sam on the back and I was like who is that guy and he was like that's my cousin and I was like oh okay so then afterwards I like strategically went up to Sam and I was like I need your cousin's AIM like immediately because you guys were Not in the we're in 2003 yeah 2002 three, 2003 and he's like, okay, fine. Like, I will give you – he's like, I don't know if I'm, like, top of my head, but, like, I'll give you my instant messenger name. And I was like, perfect. Mine was, like, pink starburst, 333, sparkle dust, princess king, queen. Princess cookie, cookie queen, yeah. sparkle dust, <laughs> Mermaid. glitter angel. That's so sussy. Um, no, legit was, like, pink starburst at one point. That's really cute. You literally are a pink Star Wars, though. No, that's so cute. I love that. Thank you. Um, So, like, I put all the alarms on Sam's screen name. So that way, like, when he, like, signed on, literally two days goes by, he does not log on. Finally, I hear that, like, door open. Oh, yeah. And I run to my room so fast. Oh, yeah. And he's on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I'm, like, typing, what is your cousin's screen name? And then he doesn't give it to me. Like, dodges the question. And we start talking legitimately talk for two weeks on AIM and I like had a question to myself do I even care about his cousin because I think I like him oh and we were having like good banter back and forth like good conversation Mm -hmm. where I'm 14 at the time he's 15 we're in the same grade um we're exactly nine months apart and I just was like I think I like Sam I don't think I like his cousin so we go to church one Sunday after like couple weeks of talking and he was like afterwards comes up to me he's like Cecily can I um do you think I can get your number and I was like yeah of course and so I'm not even joking you he pulls out of his back pocket an eight and a half by 11 notepad of like paper (sighs) yes he was was prepared what he was like I was waiting for this take it down oh my gosh Oh, I was like, so it's cute. like my land, my parents' landline phone number. How old are you? 14? 14. Wow. Freshman year. It was like spring of freshman year of high school. That's Second crazy. Semester. So then we started talking. Like we went on our first date with his family to the movie theater. Cute. But we got to like sit. I don't remember if we sat with his family. I don't think we did. Like his mom was like, here's some money, Sam. Like go take her to the food court. And like, we're going to go eat over here. Cute. And it was so cute. Like we had like chaperones but because we couldn't drive and then finally he got his license like we started dating like all throughout high school he was my like my rock he knew my dad his family is very welcoming and warm and open and takes anybody in like they're literally yes yeah they literally take anybody in and they also have like such a strong family unit um, that it was like what I was lacking totally. in my life. And I was just so like, oh, this is everything that I've ever wanted. And I just remember like meeting his little sister and meeting his little brother and like little, like they're not little anymore. Like they're full grown adults with families. Um, but 
uh, now. But anyways, it was just like so long ago. It's been almost 21 years like wow. that we've been together. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my like high school era, like right around, it was like a year into dating Sam, we moved and stuff just got weird for me. I felt like I was losing control of my life and I developed a severe eating disorder mm. um, where there was a lot of like comments my dad would make about like, um, oh, you're looking a little chubby. Like your stomach is looking round. And and at that age, yeah, as a female, yeah. it's like that's the last thing yeah. you need to hear as oh, a teenage yeah. girl. And I remember like looking down at my stomach and seeing like it was definitely full and like there was that pudge there. Yeah, like you're first starting your period and going but, through puberty. Oh, like you, yeah. go, you get your curves and your exactly. boobs and your butt. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I had never noticed it until no. he said something. Yeah. And then at, at that point, up to that point, like I just like would notice every single jiggle that I would have in my body. And I did gain quite, like a considerable amount, but I was growing into being a woman. Like I think I had started my period at like in sixth grade or whatever. And then this was like eighth grade-ish. I'm a little fuzzy on my timeline. But anyways, sophomore year of high school is when I developed an eating disorder because I started working out. I was in cheer. Mm-hmm. I was counting every single calorie. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point I was like eating 500 calories a day. Literally watch cooking shows. I've never oh. told anybody this. I would literally watch cooking shows like – up until dinner time just to like hold me over to like experience like this is food and like this is what I'm missing but like I'm not gonna indulge in that and I remember my mom was like I had I stopped having my periods too Mm. so my mom was like something's going on like we need to take you to the doctors and so I took went to the doctors and I'm like of course like my mom is ruining my life like yeah I can't be skinny anymore and she's she's legitimately ruining my life. Everybody's going to think I'm ugly. Nobody's going to like me anymore. And it was such a lie. Um, we went to the doctor and I remember shivering in the room. And the temp of the room, the doctor pointed out, she's like, it is 73 degrees in here. Yeah. And you are shivering. Because you have no body fat. Yeah. I was like goosebumps. I remember this so vividly. She looked at me and she said, Cecily, the amount of weight that you've lost in this amount of time is so unhealthy for your body. You're only at this point, I was now 15. She's like, you're only 15 years old. Do you want to have a family growing up? Like, or do you want to have a family as you get older? And I was like, yeah, like I would love to have kids. I think, I don't know. At this point I was like, I never thought about having kids or being a mom. Like I never Mm -hmm. dreamt of that. I was like always career goal Mm -hmm. girl. Um, And I was like, yeah, I guess. And she's like, you're going to need to start eating. And I was like, okay. So my mom, like, put me on like those insure drinks. I had to drink them every morning. And then I was like, I'm just, I'm signing up for the swim team. So that way I can like burn all these calories off. And it like, then like it went from me not eating to then me having to have a calorie like amount that I had to eat. And then, so I'd burn it off. So you were like obsessed with working out. Yeah. Obsessed yeah. with working out. It was like the cycle didn't get better. Like it just didn't help. Then swim ended. Now it's summertime. And I'm just all over the place. My dad's alcoholism is getting even more out of control. He was very paranoid. And something was just like off about me. I was like, what is wrong with my life? Like, I can't look the way that I want. Mm -hmm. My dad doesn't notice me. Like, I want... And you felt was, out of control. I like felt you so out of control. You couldn't control anything around you. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I had no control. But Sam was consistently in your life. Sam was consistently in my life at this entire point. Like 
we had these, these were like some of the best years. I mean, Sam and I have had incredible years in our marriage, but like looking at like the firsts of like our dating and everything, he was like such a steady rock in my life. Mm-hmm. I like our first kiss was on a ski slope, Aww. like on like the ski lift yeah. going up and it was like just That's starting romantic. to snow. And we like, it wasn't even like a makeout kiss. It was just it's like, like a little, a little pick. And I instantly was like, <laughs> like melted inside oh (laughs) i was like he's my forever and i remember like our entire family went on that ski trip together and this was like during the process of like my eating disorder like at the low of my like weight and i remember like our families drove separate and it's like i was with my parents and my brother and he was with his parents and siblings and i remember like i can still see him in my mind we were saying bye to each other and like I could not say bye to him. I was like, I don't want to leave you. Like, I want to be with you right now forever. Like your safe space. And he felt the exact same way. It's like the way that he smelled everything. I was like, I just want to be with you all the time. Um, so fast forward, it's like junior year of high school. I, instead of deficiting my calories, I start to purge my calories. Mm. So I was, and this was something that was news to people like even in my personal life up until maybe like eight years ago wow like I had just told my mom oh yeah yeah very secret I would eat whatever I wanted like there's I would I would binge occasionally like when I was stressed Mm -hmm. and I remember going to the toilet and just letting it all come out like all of it as much as whatever um I know that that can be like gross for a lot of people like this is like I don't know I like 2005 at the time and I would like go to my bathroom and just get rid of it all and I remember just being in the bathroom being like I I remember thinking I'm doing this because I hate my dad so much and I hate what he's done to my life to like just make it so uncomfortable you always want the validation of your parents yes and and I I tell David all the time I'm like I have millions of people that I'm so thankful for that support me online, but I want like my parents still as a grown adult to be proud of me and the decisions that I make. But as a child, you need that more than anything. Yes. And to not feel good enough in your parents' eyes, there's nothing harder than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you don't want to, you don't want to make anyone else proud but them because that's your whole life at that age. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there was nothing, like I never had that from my dad. For my mom, yes. But my mom was also torn by taking care of the whole family. Totally. Like financially. My dad's career would go up and down because of like construction in San Diego. Like there was a lot of new development going on in like the area that we were living in and like other parts of San Diego. And San Diego is so big. Like anytime I meet somebody from San Diego, I'm like, oh, what part are you from? Yeah, huge. Like what part of San Diego? Because it's so massive. But my dad, his work would go up and down. And I even saw like my dad in his work would sometimes, I felt like, he was belittled a lot from his boss. It was just, it was rough. Binging. Purging. Nobody knew. So that went up until college. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Sam and I broke up halfway through senior year because I remember looking at him and being like, his family, like his parents got married when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. My parents, they met at a bar in Mexico. My mom was like a girl's trip. My dad's background is Hispanic, so a lot – like, his brothers and him would go down to Mexico 
often. Which a lot of people that are from San Diego understand that because the, yeah. the border's right there. Yeah. So it's it's very common for people that live in San Diego to go back and forth. Yeah. That's how they met. And my mom was like 27 or 28. My dad was like 31. Mm-hmm. So totally two different like worlds. Totally. Yeah. And I remember being like, okay, your family really does value marriage. Where I'm coming from a family where it's like marriage is so rocky and unsafe. Yeah. And I don't trust marriage. Like mm-hmm. I don't trust it. I'm scared Scares of you. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it looks like. Like I've seen my mom just like unhappy yeah for so long for like so your whole long. life and my mom it, you guys like if you think that i'm happy my mom is just like this like she's fun well even on the face on facetime oh on my the ride over here like with all the kids like she's screaming yeah she's like so fun like she radiates joy cheryl, just like you do cheryl is a ball she's a joy bomb shout out cheryl shout i love you cheryl, cheryl. <laughs> i love you mama um so it, it scared me. And I remember thinking halfway through, Sam, my mom took us to a college fair, I think with his mom too. And Sam was like, I want to go to Point Loma Nazarene University. And I was like, gosh, dang it. That's where I wanted to go. Because it like overlooks the ocean. It's beautiful. Oh, it's, oh, it's stunning. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the same college as him. So I was like, I'll find another Christian university. So there was like Biola and Vanguard. And I was like, I'll just throw my application in, whatever. I wanted to go to Fitham. And my mom said no. Fitum is iconic. I wanted to go to Fitum because I love clothes. I could so see you there. I love fashion. I love style. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a creative like mm, for me. Totally. And my mom said, no, you're going to a university. Yeah. But she was like, I know, Cecily, that you can do a four year and I want you to go to a four yeah. year. So she I'm wanted so a good life for you. Appreciative yeah. of her for that. And she wanted the same for my brother. Um, so, anyways, I was like, Looked at Sam, we're like submitting college applications. And I was like, you know, I really think that we need to break up because if you're meant for me and like we're going to get married, I need to know like you're the one. And I don't know that because I'd have never dated any other guy besides you, like yeah. being like a teenager. And he was devastated. Yeah. It was really hard. Um, but he was like, okay, fine. Like, break up literally two weeks later I log on to MySpace and I my stomach drops because I see him with a blonde girl oh no and I was like who is this girl so I text my friend who goes to the same high school as him we didn't go to the same high school and I was like who is this girl and she like told me and I was like oh my gosh so then I messaged his friend (laughs) I was like let's hang out (laughs) I why would I totally do that though I'd be like so remember when I said we're supposed to break up so like you weren't supposed to like move on so fast that would be me because I'd be like when I broke up with you it was supposed to be selfishly like it'd be for me like I didn't expect you to actually find someone so you probably saw that blonde girl you're like hold up hold the phone I was like wait a second wait wait what like did you even like brunettes like My are you into blondes and it's always when they look totally opposite than you you're like blonde hair blush like what what come on, come on. Yeah. yeah so i messaged his friend and then his friend and i in my mind i was like i'm gonna get back at sam i'm gonna show up at his prom and i'm you're gonna show up with lying. his friend yeah. not you breaking up with him but you're getting back at him i'm <laughs> Talk about like lack of control in my life. I'm like trying to gain any like self like type of control. Oh yeah, yeah. It was manipulative for sure. I confess that. Lord forgive me. So <laughs> we pray really quick. 
<laughs> I like will be praying like in my brain like all the time. Like I was even if I'm talking it's comfort to for you though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we start to start dating this guy and I thought I was in love with him. <laughs> Slay. Slay. Love number two. Ended up not going to prom um, because he was like doing drugs and his parents were like, yeah, you're not allowed to go. Okay. So I was like, okay, like I'm not going to see you anymore. Like, yeah, for sure. You had it in your like possession the entire time. Like when I, you were taking me on a date, it's like, no. Oh my god. I was devastated though. Yeah. And I think a lot of the devastation came from the fact that I wasn't going to see Sam at prom. Yeah. Sam told me later after we got back together, he was like, I was so bummed when oh. I showed up at prom. And he was like, because the girl that he had been dating, they kind of like phased out at that point, but that was his date. And he was like, I was so bummed that I didn't see you oh. at prom. <laughs> my heart. I was like, That's oh. really sweet. So went to college. I went up to Orange County Vanguard University. It's a small Christian university. Mm-hmm. Met some of the most amazing girls of my life um bestest friends like I still would call them like sisters to this day even though like we don't see each other talk like consistently one of them I'm still like in we talk every single week love her so much it healed so much inside of me yeah also too at this time it was 2006 the housing market started like going down yeah that was a hard time yeah my parents really didn't have any money like I had seen my mom's career like fluctuate quite a bit just because of the housing market and that's what you rely on for Mm -hmm. income and it was tough and I remember being like we can't afford to buy this this stuff and we can't like this is what you have and I remember just drop like call drop off being stressful I was still binging and purging at this point. I remember being like, how am I going to do this? There's one bathroom and three girls to a room. I still figured out a way. And I don't know if my roommates knew, um, but these girls that were on my floor in college were my best friends. We had the best time. That's amazing. We would go watch baseball games. Like for all the baseball guys, we'd put like our wedges on and like shorts. We would go have so much fun. And like we had a good time. We had a good you time. You probably like, felt. I had a college experience. I will say that. Even though I went to Christian school, like good. I wasn't in a sorority or for, like whatever. But there were like experiences that I had that like I'm so thankful that I had. Totally. It was probably freeing for you too, leaving your home. Yes. Where there was so much misery. Yes. Did your brother go to school, like go to college too? He started going to EMT school. Okay. Became an EMT, like completely excelled in that. Like that was like his thing. Totally. Um, I'll catch you up on his life really fast because yeah, it's like for sure. he's so inspiring, like everything that he's gone through. And he then became a paramedic. Mm-hmm. And um, over the course of I don't even know how many years, he's now dating a girl out in Colorado. And she has... Nicole, shout out to you. Been one of the most incredible people in my brother's life. Mm-hmm. She was like, you can become a firefighter. And it's like, hard. It's so people hard. People don't understand unless they're in like the first responder like world and David being a police officer. It is so extremely hard to become a firefighter. It's not so, easy. So hard. Yeah. Sid, so she believed in him and he graduated the fire academy. I saw those in pictures. July. I loved it so much. I'm so proud of him. That's incredible. I'm so proud congrats of him. Congrats to you, Sid. Yes. Congrats, Sid. You love that's him amazing. so much. That's amazing. Um, and that's, he's in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. So college was great. Then halfway through college, Sam, it was like right around halfway through college, my 
binging and purging came to a stop. Like, honestly, the one thing that I can say is that being away at school and the community within the faith, like with like the Christian women that I surround myself with, it was so healing. And like, it was just like, Cecily, like, why are like, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm-hmm. And I opened up to like, a. I remember like, I think it was a girl, my RA, I opened up to her and she was like, oh no, it was a mentor of mine. Anyways, she's like, why are you doing this to yourself? And it was like in a loving tone. And I was like, I don't know, like, but I don't want to anymore. Yeah. And she was like, you don't have to. And she was like, Jesus literally died to, this is my belief, but Jesus literally died to save you from all of this stuff that like you're dealing with internally that you don't have to have anymore. And you can have that peace within you to like be enough. I remember just not feeling like I was enough ever. And so I was like, okay. And I remember like, I remember the last time I did it, I remember being like, would I do this? Like, would I want my daughter to do this if I ever have kids? Mm -hmm. Like my son yeah. like would I ever want them no to view their perfect body yes like it's a it's, burden and yeah ugly and I know. did I invited Jesus into that spot in my life and it was like it it took time I'm not going to say it happened like immediately but it took time and like my entire perspective and health even changed I remember becoming like the healthiest version of myself I started running but not obsessively it was like mm-hmm. running to like get like a like to a place of like enjoyment yeah kind of clear your head yeah Yeah. um I ended up transferring back down to San Diego Sam and I got back together it was like cute little how was that text session yeah I was gonna say was that like a text rekindle how did that happen um Sam Sid my brother went to the gym him and Jake my husband Sam's little brother Mm -hmm. were hanging out and they were going to the gym and Sam was going with them and so Sid told me, he's like, I'm going to the gym with Sam. This was over Christmas break, sophomore year of college. And I was like, oh, tell him I said hi. So my brother, my twin, takes it as Cecily wants you to call her and ask her out on a date. Brotherly things. <laughs> so Sam, of course, is like, okay. So he texts me and is like, my family is going to be going to Disneyland. Would you want to come with us? <gasps> Cute. And I was like, yes. you're like, like yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. And so at this cute. point, like I had two years, like it'd been two ish years. I had dated several guys like in mm-hmm. college and he had like dated girls. Like yeah. there was like, we had like our own separation time and it was like so fulfilling. And I realized I was like, these guys are dumb. like, I don't like yeah. any of them. Like yeah. what it was fun, but like it wasn't like lasting for sure. And I know he could say the same. But when we, so I went to Disneyland, but like literally after I said yes, he didn't text me back for like two days. You're like, like not him playing hard to get. I was like, please, no. But then at that point I met my, so Sam's younger brother, Jake, then had a girlfriend, Samantha, and I'm meeting her and I was like, you're fun. And like, this is fun. And like his sister had like gotten older at this point. And I'm like, this is so fun. I'm like happy. It's it's New Year's Eve. Like we go on New Year's Eve and I want to kiss him at midnight, but like he just, and he did, but it was like, you could tell he didn't trust me at that point. Yeah. Like you can't just like come back in my life after you broke my heart. And I was like, oh, anyways. So we ended up like traveling back and forth to see each other in college. And like we would meet halfway in San Clemente and it's beautiful like beach area. And we would just sit together and like go to a movie and like sit on the beach and make out in his truck. 
Hey. A lot. It's okay. Kissing is bad. Oh no! Like we would make out so much. Like we would literally drive. Not her being so giddy. Twenty years later. Oh I'm my gosh! Just is this, over this like? Hopefully nobody judges me here. Like I would come back from school, like or back from like our dates mm-hmm. to school, and I would have hickeys all over my neck. My friends were like. What happened to you? You're like, it was, I'm, a le- I'm, like, I'm half leopard. So, oh my God, I'm just in love. And like, then I'm not even joking you. I had been working, so my, my <laughs> college job. so iconic, Cecily. I'm like, <laughs> just living for this. My college job, like I worked at Nordstrom. I worked at Hollister. And like, I was like, this is not the life for me. Um, but then I got a job at college admissions giving tours, like oh, college cool. campus tours. Yeah. And loved it. It was the so best cute. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone to college fairs and I met up with this one admissions counselor from Point Loma. And I remember just being like, she's so nice, like all this stuff. Well, when I went to go put in my transfer paperwork, she ended up being my college admissions for Point Loma when I had transferred. And I was like, this is crazy. Like God's timing and like plan is so good. So I transferred. Sam and I like are together at the new school. Like what's new school to me? It was like his main school the entire time. Yeah. Loved it. Um, I ended up living on campus for half a semester, but then moving back in with my mom. So this is when the stuff hit the fan in my life. Like things with my dad was really, really, really bad. Um, I didn't, I wasn't around it all the time, so I didn't know. But my mom had told me she slept with a bat underneath her bed because she was afraid. My My dad's paranoia went out of control. Really? Um, I remember that summer coming home, like I had gotten home late and I remember the front door was locked, but I knew that the side door to the garage was open and my dad's like hangout spot was always the garage. Like he was never inside the house. Never. He would fall asleep on the couch, would never come to bed. Like anyways, so I'm going into the garage. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I think I'd just gotten back from like a bonfire with my friends and I open up that like side door and he's standing at like a workbench drinking and he turns with a gun, like a BB gun or some type of like little gun pointed it at me. And I was like freaked out. Yeah. And he didn't realize it was me for like a good few seconds. I was not okay. I was like, this is not okay no, at all. That's so scary. Um, And oh my gosh, it was terrifying. So it was bad. My dad, he like there was a series of like DUIs, getting pulled over, going to jail. My mom decided to file for divorce in 2009. This was like the thick of the recession. Like things are not Mm -hmm. going well for the economy. Like Mm -hmm. everything is bad. And my dad, my mom said, you can live here. I'm going to go to another place, but you need to find tenants to like help with the mortgage. He was walking to 7-Eleven one year, like before my parents separated and he fell backwards, split his head open, going to get beer. And the ambulance had to come, took him to the hospital. Then the following year, around the same time during summer, um, the tenants who were living there in the house that were like, you know, not the best, Mm -hmm. um, found him in a puddle of blood and they called 911 They called my mom, my brother and I came to the hospital and they told us your dad was literally seconds away from dying until we got there because his alcohol level is so high Mm -hmm. and also like his blood content, you're a nurse, you know, like all this stuff, 
I don't know if I'm even saying it right, but they said that he has his cirrhosis, the cirrhosis of his cirrhosis, cirrhosis of his liver. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad that like mm. his stomach was like out to here. Oh, and yeah. my dad was like a very thin, they fit look man. pregnant. Yes. When there's, when there's yes. a big alcoholic that will come in, that can be very petite. They have like a rounded, hard, pregnant belly. That's like very veiny that- or like the roof of their mouth. The whites of their eyes will all be yellow. My dad cirrhosis. Yeah. That was my dad. Um, and so they said, your dad needs help. Like he needs help bad, but mm-hmm. he refused it. He said that we were crazy, that he didn't need the help, that we did. And that's, I'll never forget. He called me and said, I need you to come get me out of here. How old were you? I was 21 at this point. Sam and I had just gotten married. I had oh. just started my real estate career, like oh, all wow. this stuff. Okay. And I was like, I, so I went to the hospital to like visit him. He's like hooked up to IVs and everything, like running tests on him. And he's like, get me the heck out place like ripping ivs out and like he's going crazy the doctor everybody comes in the doctor pulls me aside and was like i'm gonna have a really tough conversation with you and i was like what he's like you can either continue to enable your dad or you can completely cut him out of your life and move on and live your life and i was like okay and that was the last time i ever saw my dad really yeah wow I never saw him that day after it was 2010. And it's, it is one of those things. And I mean, you know, cause you listen to David's episode, but with his parents, you just, you get to the point where it's, I don't have anything else to do to help you. No, nothing. But you also can't ream the effects. Like you have your entire life of his decisions Yeah. as you're moving on and starting your own family. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's such a, that's such a hard spot to be in because you had just gotten married and yeah. started your life with Sam. Yeah. But now you're trying to help your dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was it was tough. Yeah. It was really rough. Going back before you got that call about your dad in the hospital, how far after the Disneyland trip did you and Sam decide to get married? So I'm like, I want to oh, hear that too. Like 11 months. Okay. How did, proposed how did later. you propose? It was Thanksgiving. Cute. And everybody was there. Like his, so his family, once again, mm-hmm. like very, like everybody comes, everybody's welcome, like big family, like so fun. And so it's like dinner at his grandma and grandpa's. And Sam, I remember that night just being so nervous. And I remember like, it was like, we're eating later. It was like six o'clock at night. And I'm like, this feels weird for Thanksgiving. Like, you don't normally don't yeah, you it's eat like, like four. four. Yeah. And we were waiting for my brother to get off of his shift. Got it. And so I was like, I remember thinking at that point, because we had been going to college together, like always with each other at this point. And I remember thinking to myself, like, is he going to propose tonight? <laughs> and then I was like, eh, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. So then I sit down and then like after like, I don't know, five minutes after my brother gets there and everybody's sitting and has food. He like stands up, clinks the glass. He's like, everybody, I need, I need to talk. Like, I want to say something. And he like gave his, I remember this, I, this is so vague, but like he gave his family so much honor in that moment, like Aww. how he like cherishes family. Mm-hmm. And then he looked down at me. <laughs> it's going to make me cry. And he looked at me and he was like, and I know that I found that in you. Aww. And then he got down on one knee and I'm like, 
he asked me, they were like, they're all like, Sassy, stand up. Because they like call me Sassy. Yeah. yeah. Sassy, stand up, stand up. And I was like standing up, like shaking. And he's like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? Not me crying. Yes. That's so sweet. Um, I just love that you guys have been together for so long and it's still just so special. Oh my gosh. I love him so much. And I was like, yeah. But no, my first reaction was, no way. (laughs) He was probably like, wait, why are you saying no? And like, I was just like my Cecily reaction. Like, what the heck? Like, no way. Oh my gosh. OMG. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. So we had like a long engagement because we wanted to graduate college. We didn't have to. Like, By the way, I'm sorry. What was your degree in? Oh, at first it was business. (laughs) She goes, ooh, about that. Well, let's just remember, like, I loved clothes. Totally. Of course. <laughs> and you videotaping still do. myself. <laughs> you still do. Look at you. She I, shows up iconic, and I'm like, I'm in my aloe sweat set. Sorry. <laughs> That's still iconic. <laughs> Seriously. You're so cute. With your metallic silver flats. Oh, I love that. You're just really something. I love oh, you so much. Thank you. And I remember being like, I can't fit. I can't do business. Like, I got into accounting, and I was in accounting one Sorry, this is really embarrassing, but Sam took the entire accounting online class for me. No, that's actually so iconic. In nursing school, we had this, no, not nursing school. When I got my BSN after, like I was already an RN, but you had to do like, this is so off track, but like a 10 month or 15 month, I don't know, however long online program to get your BSN. And I was pregnant, working full time as a nurse, and I didn't know how to use Excel. Like, do you know the Microsoft Excel? Yeah. Yeah. That like gets David off. Like he loves shit like that. So does Sam. Oh, 100%. I literally, anytime I had an, uh, an assignment, I was like, can you please you do, do this? this? Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know how to use this chart. Well, because you can like make math in there. Yes. I'm like, I don't know how. He would like make push math. like enter and it's like adding up. And I'm like, I'm so confused. This I'm is so confused. I'm like, head. what? So I've been there. We've all been Algorithm there. do yeah. you have But that's Microsoft. a true MVP <laughs> husband. That's like, I'll do your yeah, work Yeah. You. So then, then I like transferred to Point Loma, Nazarene. And I was like. Um, I have to take accounting too. What? Yeah. So I like go to the class and I'm like looking at everybody and they're like knowing what debit and credit means. I still don't know what's plus and minus. Like I don't know what debit means. I don't know what credit means. Like I think credit means plus and debit means minus. Just but, the like, fact that you own a house and a car is amazing. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, that's the only reason why. Like I literally used to look at my cards, like my debit card as like a gift card. Oh, free money. Yeah. Girl math. Credit cards. Credit cards were like gift cards to yeah. me. Prima. Slide it. Slide yeah, it. I remember I my it. mom telling me to like call the bank to see what my balance was. And I was negative like $400. We've all or been Or 94 there. or something like that. It We've was all bad. So we got married in 2010. His grandpa was his best man. That is the most wholesome thing I've ever heard in my life. It was the best. That is so cute. And our wedding was so much fun. We were like the first of like all of our friends to get married. Yeah. And it was like one big party. As it should be. It was so much fun. You guys, I look back on like, and Sam and I were so like stupid in love. Like I can't even describe it. We like danced, like the the music back then, like in 2010, it was like, um, tonight's gonna be a, a good, good night. night. Yeah, and like, we're amazing. like dancing tonight's a night. Cute. Like, oh my gosh, it was You're so like, tonight's a night. I'm not gonna be a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, She's so like, it's so bad I had hickeys on my I neck. I'm like, me at 15. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were such, you were so good. 
Yes. Um, but tonight, so that night was tonight. the night. It's amazing. That was the night. I love it. That was, that was the night. I love how you like slid that in there. I just think it's so, I just think yes, it's we so did. sweet. We did. We did. Um, but like. What was we, your dress look like? Oh my gosh. Like a mermaid. Cute. It. Well, if you look at my most recent TikTok in the snow. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, yeah. I've that seen one. It. It's like yeah. it has like pleats on like Beautiful. the boobs. Yeah. And then it was like very fitted taffeta. It's the way you've had four children and that thing zips up like a no, it doesn't. glove. It doesn't. It like only goes up like doop, right there. And that's it. One thing about Cecily, she is so teeny and petite. And, you know, I've been telling you this. You're probably so sick of me. I like see I'm like introducing you to David. I'm like, this woman has had four children. Like, look at her. <laughs> You're just iconic, truly. You're so Thank beautiful. You. Oh, I you, love I hope you. you know that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because I'm, I mean, I would not look like that if I had any more kids. <laughs> Stop. No. Okay. So you got married. And then how okay. soon after did you get pregnant? We waited. So okay. we waited. We. Because okay, you had to finish school. We did finish school. Oh, you so did. So we finished okay. school. We graduated. And like two months later, got married. And then we had an apartment. I was just starting my real estate career. Yeah. Oh, my business, my business degree, I switched it to business management, oh, like okay. communications. Got I it. I graduated with like a communications degree, essentially. Okay. Like, but it was very much like persuasive speech and it was fun. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And it was perfect that got my real estate license. Didn't realize that you didn't need a college degree to go get your real estate license. Hey, so but you got a degree on top I got of a degree. That. Um, he started working for his grandfather, like right. I want to say like a year, he started a year before graduation, he was interning with him. And then his grandpa brought him on as like an employee mm-hmm. and Sam started working with him in 2010. But then we were just living in a little apartment that we were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. And then we decided to move closer to like our family that like where they were living. And we lived in like a casita. Nice. Like there was a family that had like this big ranch style home and they like rented us out like a little casita. Yeah. It was literally the size of like your studio. Cute. I'm literally not joking. Like it was like our living room, a little kitchen, a bathroom and like the the main bedroom. It was probably so cozy. Just the two of you so in love and newly. And we had a cat named Pumpkins that was oh. literally demonic. She oh. like would hurt you. Oh. Okay. She ended up getting eaten by owls. Or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. That's <laughs> anyway. what happens when you're demonic. Owls will come eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, I was hating real estate. I hated selling it. It was really tough. Yeah. I had everybody tell me no because I looked like I was 18. But I was 21. I was like, come on, give me a chance. I think at this point I was 22. I did close. Like, I think that first year was like nine transactions. That's amazing. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in like a downturn of a market. Like for sure. Everything was short sale and foreclosure. Also in California. Yeah. In California. It was like short sale, foreclosure. Like houses were blown up. Like the homeowners were so mad at the banks. Like you would walk into houses that like didn't even look like houses anymore. But like they were being sold for like 250,000. Investors would come pick it up in cash, flip it. Totally. Tons of money. Totally. So I decided to leave that and just like leave my real estate license and go into title insurance with my mom. And I finally got like a stable career. I was making like stable money. Mm-hmm. And Sam and I bought our first house. And right around that point, it was like going into two years of marriage. And I was like, can we start having babies? Yeah. And he's like, I'll tell you when. I'm just not ready yet. Like we literally get to like just be us like yeah, all the time. Totally. And so it was like October of 2012. And he was like, okay, let's start literally got pregnant so fast and then found out we were having capri oh she's a cutie thank you she facetimes cecily like five times a day literally like 
but she's at that age where I was telling you, like, yeah. she has to like debrief and like she needs her mom just unwind. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I love being her mom so much, and like being a first time mom. So pregnancy was hard on me for all of them. Mm. Like I did not love being pregnant. When people women talk about like being pregnant and how much they love it, I did not love it. And so you still did it four times though. I know. But I also think a little bit of it has to do with like body dysmorphia. Like for sure. I would like in a lot of it from like unhealed. Absolutely. Past with like yeah. my eating disorder. I just didn't have that confidence in myself growing like a human mm-hmm. baby inside of me. Like yeah. a, a human, like a legit human. Yeah. And I just, and I was still so young. I was like 24 at the time. So had her oh my gosh being a first-time mom Mm -hmm. it was literally magic like I can't describe the postpartum first time for me was the best really yes I did have an emergency c-section with her like Mm -hmm. she was came out very small she was four pounds ten ounces wow tiny I had IUGR like which means interuterine growth restriction so how many weeks were you when you delivered 38 on the day okay yeah my blood pressure was like 180 you're like, you need to come back. Ouchie. But yeah. when you come back, go to the hospital. Did you have severe headaches? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was so intense. your blood pressure was so high. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, but I think like a lot of the reason why I loved postpartum was that I wasn't pregnant anymore. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. And like now I have this little child. But like she literally wouldn't stop crying. She had really bad colic. And I forgot about that. Like that was hard. I remember looking at Sam being like, she won't stop crying. Is this our life forever? (laughs) And at this time, like there was no Instagram. Mm -hmm. There was only Facebook. And MySpace was still a thing at the time. And I remember going like on blogs of other moms and like I Googled. Like help me. Mom, first time baby that won't stop crying. And like, I remember I don't, I can't give cred to the mom blogger, but I remember her like making a whole mom post about it. About, like about colic she made a whole blog post about colic and how her first had it and she like had some jokes in there that like made me feel relieved I was like okay I'm not gonna be the only totally. one that struggles through this and totally. that it will come to an end yeah and it did it came to an end and then Capri's nine months old I'm back at work loving life and then all of a sudden I'm like with Samantha and we're like doing something and all of a sudden I had the worst gas. Like it was so intense. My farts were out of this world, disgusting smells. And I remember Sam, my husband, <laughs> Avery, she's like, I love you even more now. I love you so much. It's just <laughs> iconic. I remember my husband was like, you better not be pregnant. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. Samantha looks at me and she's like, how many weeks were you? I, I mean, how many so, weeks was Capri? Capri was nine months old. Oh, nine months old. Yeah. We're like just out of the colic stage. Like, Were you, well, were you breastfeeding? Just. I was breastfeeding her. Like we're just now in the fun. Like it got really fun with Capri. Not that like newborn wasn't fun. Like sure. I was just, I loved yeah. all of it, but it was hard colic wise. Of course. And then like she would go to sleep at like five o'clock in the evening and not wake up until like eight o'clock the next day. Amazing. But Sam and I were like, the doctor told us like, do not wake her. Yeah. Like let her sleep. Yeah. And so we did. And like we were housebound for so long. So like coming out of that season, I was like, fine. Yeah, being on walks. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting a personality. Yes, yeah. we had sold our first house that we had bought, and then bought another one because the market started going up again. And like, Sam is such an investment guy, and he was still in a finance firm with Jake, mm-hmm. and he was like, "We're gonna buy another house, and it's gonna be in like a different part of the neighborhood, but I think it's a really great investment." So like, we had just moved in. I'm farting all over the place, and Samantha looks at me after Sam makes that comment, and she was like, "Do you have any pregnancy tests?" And, I, and she was pregnant with her first 
She was pregnant with Sawyer. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. She's like, you should go get a pregnancy test. And I was like, no, 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 please don't. I'm like scared out of my mind. And so like Sam and I are going to bed that night. And I was like, will you please run to 7-Eleven and get me a pregnancy test? And he's like, you really think you're pregnant? I was like, I don't know. Now that like Samantha's like voices in the back of my mind. I was like, what if I am? Yeah. Sure enough. She's literally texting me. Like, are you pregnant? I didn't text her back because I literally remember I was like, I took the test and I cried. Yeah. Because I saw it positive and I just weeped. (laughs) I was like, no. Like, I can't believe it. And it's not like you don't want the baby. No. It's never like that. It's just like you're not ready. I was not. I was so scared. And you're also just like, my life finally got like, a little bit easier. Yes. Everybody in my life at the, up to this point, like, was just having their first. Literally, like, three of my friends, Samantha being one of them and two other of my friends, were all just having their firsts, like, right around, like, the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I'm going to be pregnant again. That's when we had James. He was born December 1st, 2014. So and what's their age gap? 16 months. Yeah. Pictures of Capri when I was in delivery. So I had a C-section with Capri, had a successful V-back with James. Nice. And it was awesome. Um, And I remember seeing pictures of Capri like in my labor and delivery room, like giving me a hug. She's a baby. No, literally. She like just started walking. Yeah. And I like deliver James. He was born at 36 weeks. So he didn't have to go to the NICU, but he did spend some extra time in like the – we had to go back to the hospital like the following weekend mm. because he had the bilirubin levels were too high. So thanks. You did not have it like easy with a rough of start. Yeah. And then, and then managing two under two for like a period of time was rough. Yeah. And I drank a lot. Really? Yes. I literally remember being like, I cannot get through a day without drinking. Wow. I really, and that, that season of my life, it was a lot of it was because I couldn't cope any other way. And you're overwhelmed. That was I was like, so overwhelmed. You were like probably numbing yourself. I was. your life was so was. chaotic. And my dad at this point was still alive. Mm. Like there was a lot of, I had reached out to him multiple times. Like the first time when I was pregnant with Capri after I had her, like he never responded to me. People would say like he saw, they would see him. He ended up moving out of state closer to his mom. Um, and it was just, it was rough. So like I was dealing with a lot. And then I was also like in this stage of my life where I'm like, okay, I have two kids. I'm in a career that I feel like at this point, I'm like four years in, I felt like I was reaching a ceiling mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, there's gotta be more to life. And I was just feeling so empty at that point and being like, there, like, I have all this nice, like, I'm not like, I wasn't like bougie or anything. But I just felt like I want more. Like yeah. nothing could satisfy this like craving inside of me that was totally. like I was reaching for anything materialistic. Yeah. And to like satisfy me. Wine. I remember being like, I really want this Louis Vuitton bag, like the Neverfull. Oh, yeah. And Sam did. He got like he had a really good commission check once and like we could have put it in savings. But no, he went to the store and bought it for me like gladly. Um, But like still I felt so empty inside. And I had journaled during like a lot of my like eating disorder in high school, like intermittently and also in college. But I remember like that night, like there was a break, like there was like flows that I would go through, like seasons of like not journaling and journaling. 
And I would always do a devotional in the morning and like, okay, check it off my list of my good Christian girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember just hearing this like thought, and this is how I feel like the Lord will speak to me is like through a thought that's like different than like something that I'm currently thinking. Yeah. And it was like, at like sunset, go outside and just be. And that night, I'm not even joking you, the kids went to bed so easily. Like James and Capri were like angels. And I was like, I'm going to go out there. And I brought my journal and I just sat in God's presence and like just weeped and like cried and like, God, I just want you. Like Jesus, I want more of you. I want to be filled by you. I don't know why I feel empty. Um, I had cut off a long-term friendship that was very toxic in my life. She was very controlling of everything that I did. And it was like a lot of things like where I was growing, but I felt like I was so unsupported in it. Mm-hmm. Um, my faith like brought me through a lot of that. And then I started surrounding myself with like people that like were praying for me. Anyways, I ended up seeing this girl on Facebook that I went to college with posting like before and after pictures of skincare. And I was, she's like also going on free trips and yeah, like Kate Spade stuff. And I was like, Sam, I, I think I want to do this. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, selling skincare, like it's an MLM. And he was like, no, that would be David. You're not like, doing that. No. Then I like kept like sending him like little things. I was like, what if we could make some extra money here? And like, what if we do this there? And he was like, mm, no. Finally, it was like one day where I must have had like a rough day with the kids. And he was like, babe, if you really want to do this, like go for it. So you guys, I girl bossed it like in Rodan and Fields for you did. several like, years. You, when you told me, like you like got the free car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hustled. I did. I sent those hey girl messages. Wait, we should talk about. <laughs> this was like after the free car and it's like. Okay, it's network marketing is such an interesting thing. I think, like, I don't mean to knock it. I think that there was definitely a burn, like, that we, there was, like, a bridge that I feel like I burned with those messages, especially because I started that in 2015 and, like, up until, like, 2017. That's when I started feeling, like, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Like, something feels off. And that's also, like, a lot of change, like, started happening in our family. Yeah. And so then I was, like, well, then I'll message people to, like, be friends with them. Yeah. I'll never forget Seeing your profile and being like, she's such a cool mom. Like, I want to know more about who she is. It's just funny. And I think you guys might have been living in San Diego at the time. I think we were. Yeah. But you, so Cecily told me that she had DM'd me this Rodan and Fields <laughs> pitch, but it's so long ago. I don't see it in my It DMs wasn't a pitch. Anymore. I thought oh. that it was a pitch, but it was oh. like my like sly, like, let's be mom friends. Oh, yeah. Let me get to know you. By the oh. way, do you want to buy some lash boost? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to have a really different opinion cute. of me now. <laughs> no, but I I, I didn't follow to... you at that time, so I no. never saw the message. So, like, I didn't know about it. But when you sent me a voice memo and you're like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I just, like, scrolled up on our DMs and I totally hate girl you. <laughs> I totally hate girl you. Really I'm like, hey, me. I support the hustle. I got, like, a lot of mean, con- like, messages back. Like, oh, people as, are so Yeah, because you do, like, tap out of your network. Totally. And, like, so many people can only buy so much for a certain amount of time. And people totally. wanted to switch things up. Like, they're not and want to stick to a certain skincare brand yeah. sometimes you do like you find things anyways I started to see like just a shift in the way that the market was turning it's like what is this influencer world like like I want to know more about that how do I do this um okay but so like in that season of like 
I felt like there was a lot of just like that emptiness. I start this career. It's going great. Like I'm, I got the free car. I'm making this substantial amount of income. I was able to leave my title insurance job. I was on my own full on like self-employed employee with Rodan and Fields. And it was just awesome. And then it got to a point where I started to see that shift. Yeah. Um, but right around that same time, Sam had like started coaching in football and he got this itch to do like ministry. Mm-hmm. And we started to – I'm just going to tell like the short story. Yeah. But we we had been going to a young adult service within the church that our family had been going to forever. And the young adult pastor, we absolutely loved him and like his – preaching like it was just so like captivating yeah and we um, my team name with Rodan and Fields was team captivating like captivating whatever team captivating and it was just like a little Facebook thing where all the girls on my team like could come and like get resources and things like that it was so so fun um and I remember at that point we were like okay we've been going to this church for a certain amount of time because it's family like it's that's like what we do started growing like our faith at this point and it's so funny his cousin who I had like that like quick crush on yeah. was the one who brought us like even deeper in our faith. Wow. Like he was, he had such a huge transformation in his life and we were so inspired by him and we were like, let's go, like, let's go check out some other churches. It was like very brief, but then we started going to this young adult service on Sunday nights and we were like, we love it. We found out that the head pastor or the pastor of the Sunday night service was going off to start his own church. And we were like, yes, like I want, I was like, I want to go be a part of that church, Sam. And he was like, no, we're going to stay here. Like this is where our family goes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I think that we need to be a part of this church plant. Then we prayed about it. And he was like, I think you're right. And we were like, we need a sign from God. Like what, like to be a part of this church. Our friend comes over one day and he's like, Hey, do you guys know what the new church is going to be called? And we're like, no, what? And he's like, don't tell anybody, but it's going to be called Captivate. Wow. And I was like, done. Like that was the sign. And then Sam had started applying for jobs. He had told the family, like, I'm going to pursue ministry full time and I want to become a pastor. So he completely like left and Jake became the full owner. Eventually, like grandpa was still like in the business, Um, but grandpa was able to like finally retire. Anyways, Sam went to become the youth pastor of Captivate. We moved our entire family to Point Loma. Um, at this point I'm pregnant with Gracie. My timeline's a little fuzzy right now. Like I'm later in like the summer before Sam like took on the job as the youth pastor, 2017 to 2020 were the most trying times of our life. Mm. Like you, some of the things that happened in our life were things that like maybe once like one of those things happened to people they in their all lifetime. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, 2017, we had two miscarriages back to back. It was rough. Ouch. But not only that, like my dad, we got a call that he had been ran over. Like he had been hit by a car. Oh my God. Crossing the street. It was like a very dark street. Um, so sad. Like I hate saying that like so like disassociating like yeah. from it, but it was, it literally, I cried for days. Yeah. I cried for days. Like, and I can't he, believe. He passed from that? Mm-hmm. Wow. On the spot. Wow. Was it in, because yeah. he had left San Diego. He was in um, Nevada. Wow. Reno. Mm-hmm. Who told you? 
my brother called me, said, I heard a song at like a restaurant that was playing and I was just like, it reminded me of my dad. So I called him, left him a voicemail and I said, dad, I just want you to know I love you. And I know that life must've been hard for you, but I want you to know that like, I don't hold any resentment or like bitterness or anger towards you. I just love you so much. Mm-hmm. Never heard from him, but I'm so glad that I called him and left him that voicemail yeah. because that had, that was in August and then February 21st, he passed away. And it's also, that was probably healing for you just to say it out yeah. loud, knowing that it was to him. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad I'm looking back. I'm like, I did that. And I'm so glad that I took that yeah. second, even though I was nervous. Um, but it was so sad because the news article didn't even like just he was like a no man. Yeah. Like and it made me so sad. Like I think that my dad deserves so much more credit in his life, even though he was struggling with a lot of demons in mm-hmm. his life. I just have a lot of like compassion. And I think that growing up with an alcoholic father, it taught me that like nobody in life is better than somebody else. No, like, never. Like, I don't see myself better than the person that's some, you know, like I totally. am not better than them. You also don't know what they've been through. Exactly. And that's why we talked about this where I, especially in this industry, I'll hear so many things about other people and it's almost always negative. Yeah. From other people's experience. But like I told you before, I will always make my own opinion first. Yeah. Who am I to make a judgment based off someone else's experience? Because yeah. you don't know what they're going through or it could be misconstrued. Like you just don't know. And who am I to judge? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't know where they came from or or why they're acting like exactly. that or why they made their life choices. Yeah. I think that like that is like the most valuable gift to have towards humanity mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want to live life any other way. No. Like that vision, like lens that I have. Um, but that was like, I remember crying myself to sleep all the time. So embarrassed by like having friends come over and like, I remember having this guy in high school, but this was before Sam telling me like, yeah, I don't date girls whose dads are alcoholics. Like that was, it was very, mm. yeah, it was bad. Like I always felt like I was on the outskirts yeah, like of life because I was in this Christian school and I was at a Christian church and Everything on the outside looked perfect to everybody else. And uh, you never know what's going on in other people's lives. And I know nobody's life is perfect. My dad passes away literally two months to the day. I, the night before, I had these crazy dreams. I'm like 21 weeks pregnant with Gracie at this point. And I'm having these dreams of like, have you guys ever seen Stranger Things? Oh, yeah. Like the Demogorgon dragon yes, things? Yes. I'm like fighting them off with like this sword, like like karate stick or something like get back get off and like they're attacking me wow and I was like yelling get back get off and I wake up and Sam's getting ready to go do a like beautification day at the high school that he was coaching football at Mm -hmm. and it's basically like planting flower buds and like making the school look nice so he was like I'm gonna take James with me that was the day of Samantha's baby shower And so I was like, I got Capri. I'm going to go help her set up. And she was pregnant with the twins Mm -hmm. and I'm pregnant with Grace. Anyways, so we go to, I go out to their house to like set up. Sam's with James and they're doing the high school thing. So I get a call from Sam. I'm just about to start getting ready for the baby shower. And he's like, 
Seth said he talked to you. And I was like, I can't talk right now. I'm getting ready to get ready. Hung up the phone like so fast. Then I like pass by my phone again and I see it ringing. So I pick up the phone. He's like, I need you to listen to me. I'm on an ambulance right now to Rady's. James is bleeding out of his ear. He fell. And I was like, he's bleeding out of his ear. What? Like something was not right. Like I didn't understand like internal bleeding out of like, that's not okay. So I run up, tell Samantha, like I can't stay. They had, they took Capri. Like, so then I had my mom drive me to the hospital. I'm so scared. Then I get a call from a friend and I knew that he had been with Sam and he was like, I need to tell you the story of what happened. He was pulling Sam's truck forward to get closer to a planter bed to unload mulch from the back of his truck. And he said, I looked around all of the car, made sure that there was no kids. There was like like five kids there from like other parents and they were just playing like in the dirt and like mm-hmm. playing with flowers and things like that. There's no heavy machinery or anything anywhere. Anyways, so he said, I looked around the car, truck, didn't see any kids. This is Sam or anybody. talking? The, a friend. Oh, a friend. Okay. Yeah. He, a friend called me. And I'm driving down, like my mom's like driving. And he's like, I felt a bump oh. as I pull forward. And I thought that it was a curb. But then I remember thinking I didn't have a curb mm-hmm. in front of me. The friend said... I looked around and everybody's screaming and I see Sam running towards his truck and he realized in that moment I he like got out of the truck and saw James at the back of the tire and he was like I realized I ran James over I freaked out oh I can't even it was I can't even I came out of my body in that moment that call and I was like please God, give me wings to fly Yeah, right now to my son. Yeah. My mom is like praying. If you guys are in the Christian community, she's like praying in tongues. Yeah. And like God deliver us something like, please, please save James. And I didn't even know. So then Sam calls me and then I had like somebody else call. It was like my phone was like off the hook. Get a hold of Sam calls me and he tells me I was in shock. I thought James fell off the truck. But what happened, he was like, he was behind the tire when I saw him and his eyes rolled in the back of his head, but he was crying for you. He was crying for mommy. And Matt, that was like my heart broke because I couldn't be there for him in that moment. I was like 45 minutes away from the hospital. And James, um, they were able to keep him conscious. Like he didn't become unconscious. What part of his body was run over? His head. Oh my And his neck. How the how I don't understand how he survived that. I don't either. Like literally, and thank do God not. for Radies because that's where I started my career. Incredible, and the most incredible, incredible hospital. doctors, literally nurses, everybody there. Incredible hospital, amazing. Like, yes. So we get uh, Sam. They put him in a neck brace. That's when Sam was like calling me, like, and then I'm almost to Radies, and then he called me again. We just got out a CAT scan. Um, James is going up to the ICU. How old was he? Three and a half. Baby. And at this point, that's when I knew that his head and his neck had been run over. 
they got the cat cat scan and they saw fractures all across his skull Mm -hmm. and they were suspecting that the bleeding from the ear was coming from the carotid artery from Mm -hmm. like cutting the carotid artery from one of the fractures so they put him into another ct like another cat scan but the doctor came up to me at that moment like after i got there and it was so terrifying um i was overwhelmed i start contracting i'm like you like don't know what to expect to hear you're just like waiting yeah yeah i see james's little lifeless body just not lifeless it was like he was just laying there like this just in total shock like yeah and he has like bruises all over his head all over his body like remember last night when you were at like what is that like dots Mm -hmm. he had that like all over his face all like everywhere yeah it was oh my gosh and I would just start crying and like praying, like, God, please save my baby. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor told us that news. And I was like, so what does that mean? And he was like, if you believe in anything, start praying now. Because if you're, if the carotid artery yeah. was cut, like we're going to be internally go, bleeding. Yeah, yeah. Then we're going to have to do major surgery. And most kids don't come out of it or something like that. He didn't say that, but it was like enough for me to realize like how serious this was. Yeah. Thankfully, he came out of the CT scan fine. But going into the CT scan one of the nurses looked at me and said, I know you're scared right now, but your son is a miracle. Your son is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Like I felt so much peace in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then Sam and I waited outside and we just started praying. Mm-hmm. Like, please keep James safe. Please save him. Like, please heal him. Like all the things. So that whole week was, he was in the hospital for a whole week. Mm-hmm. He ended up good getting a halo put on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to the story, but for time, it's like... And for people that don't know what a halo is, mm-hmm. it is so intense. People don't realize... Heavy. Screws in yeah. your head. Yeah. Like, it's it's like a metal contraction that literally looks like a halo above a kid, but there are metal screws in his skull to keep everything in place. Yeah. It's And for a three-year-old, that's a lot. Yeah. Because they can't move, they can't, they can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was rough because we had to like clean him and like clean yeah. his pins and I'm yeah. pregnant and have, you know. Another kid. Another kid. Yeah. So it was that was like a season of tough. And then Sam, that's so then James made a full recovery. Yeah. I mean, and you can't really do anything for a broken skull yeah his c1 c2 vertebrae like the tendon in the middle was like so like the bones were touching or something Mm -hmm. like i can't remember but they were basically saying like his spinal cord is what could be compromised and that would leave him paralyzed like they were still shocked the doctors and nurses were like how is he not no when you told me where on his body he got run over by a truck i i mean you know what i did i worked in a level one trauma center i've never seen any kid survive that never never once We'd go down to the ER to help, but they never made it up to the ICU. Oh I mean, gosh. that's not a head, neck, car injury. That's crazy. Yes. A lot of the people – I've shared this story on TikTok twice mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And most recently, I shared it maybe like three months ago, and a lot of the comments were asking, how is your friend mm-hmm. that like yeah. was behind the wheel? And he's doing amazing. For us as a family, we didn't like push him out. Like We took him in, and there was no – like hostility you, you dumb you know yeah. whatever like well he would never it's not a it purposeful was, it was it's full just accident freak accident there was like we did not press charges we didn't do any of that like that was nothing was in that realm at yeah. all like we were so like this was an accident like this could have been any of us like it was just a freak thing yeah 
Um, and I think a lot of that like brought him healing through it too. And he was around like James throughout the process and he was such a supportive friend through it all. Like even though it was like something that he was dealing with, but Mm -hmm. he's, yeah, he's doing great. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot. Then Sam became faster. We moved down to Point Loma and loved living at the beach Mm -hmm. Um, and lived that like youth pastor life. I miscarried again. We had Gracie Mm -hmm. and then I miscarried again. Then we got pregnant with Jackson. And then uh, here I am like four kids. And I'm like, wait, I'm sad all the time. But you want more? No, I was like, then I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. It's COVID. It's like all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's so um, hard. What's the exact age gap between all your kids? So Capri and James are 16 months apart. Mm-hmm. And then James and Gracie are three, almost four years apart. Okay. Like more, almost more four years. Yeah. It's like three years and like 10 months. Okay. Something like that. So I would just say four years. And then Gracie and Jackson are two years apart. Okay. I don't know how you do it. I have a lot of help. I do. At first, I didn't. And at this point, my Rodan Fields business was starting to like decline. The shift that I was talking about, like that I started to see two years prior, was really taking place. And I was like, okay, I need to figure something out at this point. Like our kids, the public school that we had them at, which we loved, was shut down and would not reopen. And I was like, I cannot homeschool my kids. Like, I hats off to any mom who can homeschool. Like I can't that do is it. such a gift. I also don't trust myself to do no, it. I'm I like, don't have, I have the a ability. college education, no. but I'm not educated enough to teach, teach you yes, shit. Yes. I don't even remember how to divide fractions. Like, no, don't ask Girl, me. That is like the literal, like, that is what I cried about in fourth grade. Like I was in a fourth and fifth combination class, but I was the fifth grader. Yeah. I'm like, when my kids start bringing that stuff home, like call Papa because he's the math nerd. Yeah, like, I Sam. don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'm like, the kids will ask me for math help. I'm like, you guys. No, don't ask me. Okay, so when did you realize that you could do social media for a full-time job? Like, when did it click that you were like, oh, I could do this. Like, this could provide for my family. It took a while. Like, so I started to, like, dabble during, like, quarantine. Yeah. I was still pregnant with Jackson. And I remember, like, getting on, like, follow trains with other girls, like, on Instagram. And I think I, like, gained a 1,000 followers. And I was like, oh, wow, like, this works. Like, holy shit, I got a comma in my following. But then, yeah, right? <laughs> the comma club. Yeah. When I started getting, like, the point, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. 20.1K. Yeah. Um, reels came out. But, like, mm. also, too, a lot of Sam's high school, high school students were like, Cecily, you need to start TikTok. I remember at youth group making TikToks with them, Cute. like, in 2019. Yeah. And there's one floating around of me doing Renegade, which I still don't even know how to do that dance. Like, I can't even Scotty, blow. you better find that. Like, go on oh, a search tonight find and find that. <laughs> I can't even whoa. Like, that was, like, always, like, the joke. Like, we would uh, always, like, try to, like, teach Cecily, like, how. I don't, but Avery's I don't, got it down. No, no. I like, see. One thing about me is I can't dance. So. I cannot <laughs> whoa for the life of me. During that time, too, though, like, I had this was before I got pregnant with Jackson. The youth students, like our youth ministry grew, like it flourished. We saw God do so many incredible things. I had a Bible study. So like we lived down the street from Point Loma Nazarene, which was the college of Sam and I graduated from. Yeah, it's a beautiful campus. We, if any PLNU students are listening, we lived in this little like house that you probably drive past all the time. Um, It was crazy because like I drove past that house all the time on my way to school. And then we lived there for like two years. Anyways, it's cutest little neighborhood. 
um, what was I talking about? Social media. media. So we were living there and I like reels start coming out, TikTok. I'm like, I was in postpartum depression at this point. I was on medication and I just was like, I would turn to TikTok and be like, I felt like I could connect to other moms. Mm -hmm. And I think with James and I was talking about like drinking a lot, like after him and like coping, I think I may have had a form of postpartum depression with him, but I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Because it was so untalked about, like stuff like that. Like Instagram was just like your chronological feed of like your friend's posts back then. And like you reach a limit. Yeah. Like you don't see everything. No. Um, So... I was like, you know, I'm going to start like, I want to do my own thing and I want to do this too. Mm -hmm. Um, I had known some like friends that were doing it. Samantha had started and Mm -hmm. I was like so inspired. I'm like, this is amazing. And, but I like you guys, I failed so hard. Like I would post and gain followers, but then like not know, like, what am I going to post next? And, like, what are they following me for? Totally. Like, do they want to keep seeing this content? And, like, what if they get tired of it? It's really hard to, like, find your identity on social media. It yes. takes a while. It, like, takes a groove. And that's why people are like, oh, you've done this for almost 10 years. I'm like, yeah, but I was, like, really so micro that yeah. people didn't know because it took so long to get in a groove. And I also didn't catch on to the consistency factor of it. Yeah. Where I'd post, like, I remember – mid-pandemic when TikTok was blowing up. I made my first ever TikTok like in scrubs, like just putting a glove on that was like to a trending sound. Yeah. Millions of views. I could have taken that shit and just ran with it. And then it was like three months later, I post another TikTok. and like, no one cares about me. I'm like, it's like, but it takes a while, you know, to find that and catch on. Yeah, it totally does. Like 100%. So it took me a while. And then I remember being like, I'll post like what I do at night as a mom before yeah and we were still living in point loma at the time but like yeah. i like once again i got like a considerable amount of views yeah and i remember being like oh but i don't know if i'm gonna do that again like that's a lot of work like i don't know if i'm gonna post what i do every single also, night also it's hard just doing bedtime routine with four kids in <gasps> general let alone filming it so and tired. then and after laying in bed and editing it i was literally filming it in the tiktok app Oh, Without a tripod. My no. I put up a phone, set the timer. I think it was still only gave you like 60 seconds. Yeah. So like every clip is like so fast and like not fluid at all. But I'm like bedtime routine, like standing in the kitchen like this. You're so And then cute. I show myself like taking my pump parts and like washing them yeah. and then like making the coffee and like telling people like set your coffee the night before. And like I remember thinking like I – and at this point – I, the medicine that I was, my doctor had put me on really helped a lot Good. and it helped with like all the anxiety and depression that I had been facing. I also think too, like Christians will ask like, and I have this question as well is like, is it okay if I take medicine, like an antidepressant if I'm a Christian and my Bible study leader at the time, she's an incredible woman. She was like, you know, Cecily, like obviously we rely on Jesus for so much, but there's oftentimes a chemical imbalance in the brain that you literally cannot help yeah and medicine it like god created doctors to then create medicine Mm -hmm. which is good for you and it's okay yeah and so is therapy yeah and so is like venting and just talking and like letting it out also how can you give yourself to your husband your four children yeah a community if you can't take care no, of yourself and exactly. your thoughts, you exactly. know, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. 
So that helped a lot. Yeah. I did phase off of it eventually. But it wasn't something that was like, because I was ashamed of it. It was just like, I think I'm okay. Yeah. And I was okay. Um, we then moved back to the house that we had owned. We had bought Sam's family, like childhood home. That's amazing. And it was so special. We got to do remodels to it even before we moved to Point Loma. We mm-hmm. had tenants in there. And then it was time to move back. Yeah. Um, our kids, we were closer to the kids' school, and it was amazing. Like, loved living there. Still trying to figure out the social media thing. Totally. Um, so you asked, like, when did you feel like you made – so I was always looking for ways. Like, how can I make money? Totally. So it was, like, early start of 2022. And I remember looking at Sam. We were on a trip in Santa Barbara, just me and him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really want to do this. Like, I want to give it my all. Like, I'm ready to go. And he was like, go, babe. Like, I'm, I'm 100% in support of you. Um, so I started like posting like routine type videos, but they were like Sunday morning as a pastor's wife and mom of four kids, but they were like so choppy. My tripod was like barely even standing up. Like it was so messy and like bad. Yeah. And then I would do like my workout routine and my hair routine and my makeup routine, but nothing was like ever super consistent. And then I would do like go to Costco with me as a mom of four and like show myself like filming inside of Costco. So like awkward. Um, but let's not even talk about like what I do now, like filming myself the entire time I grocery shop. I love it though. But, but those are like some of my favorite videos of you. But thank you. Like it, I love making my Trader Joe's videos. I'm like, I, I love all care. that. I love yeah. all of it. Um, but I, I was, and then it was like Christian stuff and like a lot of like mom faith based things. But then I also was like nervous because I really don't feel gifted in this like preaching capacity. My Mm -hmm. husband is so gifted in that. But for me, I feel like my gifting is like speaking life over people and like encouraging them and loving them where they're at. But like I started getting some people like I would post like some like biblical things, but it was like such a thing like it just didn't. How do I say it? Like it felt like forced content for me. And it was hard and it felt like I couldn't be consistent with it. So I was like, I'm just going to show how I am just as like, it's just me. As me. Yeah. And so I remember I would like pick up jobs for like posting an Instagram carousel. Mm -hmm. Um, I would do like story sets and there this brand is like, I'll pay you $50 to post a story. I'm like, Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, yes. Okay. $50. And um, I remember getting like my first big one and being like, this is going to be life changing. Um, and it was like, I remember being like, this is actually, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And then I was like doing ads mm-hmm. like on TikTok for the longest time, like not like your own branded ads, but like I worked with an agency directly who would be like, we have like Thrive Market and these other like companies and they're going to they're going to pay you to make videos for their page. It was like UGC content. Yeah. And they're like, how much do you charge per video? And I was like, I get to choose. Like, I know. Um, and then, oh my gosh, I remember like back in the day that was me. And I like the amount of pennies, I would be like, oh yeah, a hundred dollars. I was like, like, oh, they're going to say no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like $250 per video. They're yeah. like, done. They're, they're four, probably like, this girl doesn't know. About they're like four <laughs> videos. Per brand. So they're going to pay me $1,000 for four videos. I'm like, like, so I'm like, this guy is going to bring me like all these. Then I worked with them for quite a while and I was doing ads left and right. Like people were like, wait, I saw you on my ad just pop up. And I'm like, oh, and they would like use that ad forever. 
little did I know like now like that's like I should not have done as many like yeah. I would do like game apps but you were, I don't play games but on were, my phone you were just supporting your family I'm like do I'm yeah. like I will always the per, like the person that I am is like I will hustle and I will find a way yeah and I felt like this was my way like social media like with RNF like there was like an entry into that in a way like with the posting and things like that. But then I was like already in that social media space that I was like, yeah. okay, I'm, I want to keep doing more. And I always had that like itch to do it. I just didn't know how. Cause like the industry is so obscure. Like mm-hmm. nobody really like talks about how. Totally. So it was, I remember like October or November. And I remember just posting like a Sunday morning routine with a new tripod and with a better phone, mm-hmm. like quality phone. And I was like, makes a big difference. I'm going to do a Monday morning routine. Yeah. And so I propped up my camera and I did Monday morning. That like got me like 400,000 views or something crazy like that. And I literally went from, so my TikTok following at this point was like 225,000, which is pretty good. Yeah, like very good. For sure. And then it like went up to like 500,000. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm posting morning routines. And then I had a management company sign me. And then I'm getting brand deals and I'm like, wow, like yeah. I was not charging enough. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, our life is changed. Like yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Um, right around that same time, family moved to Tennessee and we were like, we're going to stay in California. We're not going to move. And literally like, I don't know, they had settled into their house like three days later and we're like, we're going to make a trip out there and see if we want to move too. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) And we ended up moving. But like a lot of those videos of like my like morning routine, night routine, it was all like it all stemmed like the switch of me being like, I can make this a career was when because my biggest hesitation was always like, can I make this consistent? Like, Mm -hmm. can this be consistent? Like, how long can I make these videos for? Yeah. And I remember this girl on TikTok. She was like, if you can share your perspective of what which you live life you will do great. Yeah, that's true. And that changed everything for me. That's so And that's true. where I got like the mama for yeah. as a pastor's wife. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that's wow. where like completely. Yeah, and then you moved. For me. Then we moved. Nine months ago. Yeah, nine months ago. And living how do you in like Tennessee. It? We love it. Do you? We love it. I miss like, I miss, I miss a lot of people in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but at the same time, like, it is such a sweet feeling. Like it feels like home Good. there. Yeah. Like Good. it feels like home. Like I walk into our house. I'm like, this is home. Yeah. That's so important to have that. Yeah. Especially in our life where we share so much. It's like, that's your sacred place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And our kids are thriving out there. That's amazing. Like they love it. That's all that matters. It's exactly like, and it's, I would never, like, I'm so thankful that we get to be close to family. Yeah. Cause it would be so hard to be across the country. Oh my gosh. From yeah, each other. For sure. Well, I'm proud of you and I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you for being on here and sharing so much of your life. I think you're the longest episode we've ever done. Crap. No, I love that. Are you kidding me? Don't say crap. Okay. I'm honored. I, I learned... talk so much about my childhood. No, but I love it. You could probably I... cut so much of that. No, I love I love hearing and learning about it in the moment, like I told you, because it's just conversational and I just adore you. And I think you should be so proud of yourself and where you've come from and who you are now and the life you've built and what an incredible life you're giving all four of your kids. Thank you. You inspire me every day as a mom, truly. 
You're amazing. Thank you, Avery. You inspire me. Oh, no, that's okay. I love you. Yes, you I do. You. I love you. Thank I you for being like, sorry. Knock the microphone out of the way. I love you so much. I love you more. Cookie princess pie. Ooh, my sparkle angel unicorn lover. <laughs> Can okay. I just, like the story behind that? My mom calls, has called me Cookie forever. Oh, okay, that's why. Like, that's not my nickname, but she yeah. like always like, hi, Cookie. Yeah, Cecily will text me like, Hey, Cookie Angel Butterface Pie, how are you? I'm like, wow. I'm like, can you call me that more often? <laughs> All right, love you guys. <laughs>